I am your host, Jason the Angry Wargamer, and this is a little bit of special tonight because I am by myself. So, yeah, we have that going on for us today. Um, we didn't put out any content last week, and I kind of wanted to um, put out some content uh, this week for you guys. Um, some things went on. I was super busy Saturday and just super, super fucking tired. Um, <clears throat> some of the things that have been going on with me, I should say. Um, I got a new puppy, um, and I started my, um, like, home stretch of therapy until I go back to work uh, from my surgery back in May. So um, everything's been going kind of well. I'm just kind of adjusting to everything. Um, I spend four hours doing this therapy um, that gets me ready to go back to work. And for not doing anything since, like, February, it's kind of fucking exhausting. So... Um, yeah, plus the new puppy. Puppy is only two, two months old, all going on three months old. Um, had a bit of a emergency scare with her. And yeah, uh, other than that, everything's been pretty, pretty sweet. Uh, I've been kind of super unmotivated on top of it. Um, but yeah, so, uh, the guys wanted to talk about some stuff, but I'm not going to touch any of it. Um, right now, the list that we were going to talk about that we'll eventually get to, um, we want to kind of close up the blizzard aftermath, um, all crazy is going on with that. Some Diablo 2 remastered talk, um, something going on with Netflix stocks, some of the upcoming MTG stuff and the changes that they've done, the indie Nintendo showcase, which I'm not going to talk about, but I am going to talk about Nintendo tonight. Um, Funimation and Crunchyroll finally happening and the Digimon uh, controversy. So you guys have that to look forward to next time. But right now, right now, you get me and you get my opinion and only my opinion on this one. And yeah, that's what we're going to go with this one. So um, I kind of wanted to go into some of the big news that happened just this last week. Um, Friday the 13th was this last weekend. So if you're a big horror fan, happy Friday the 13th. Um, it is currently Sunday, August 15th. See, I can remember sometimes. It's not an all-time thing I remember, but I do remember sometimes. But, um, yeah, there's um, some decently big news uh, that's going on here. Um, one specifically, um, better than the others, but 
uh, as of this week, for as far as gaming news goes, I, I I find it weird that Pokemon Go is still a thing. Um, I know Pokemon has a huge following. I've been playing Pokemon Go again, but I don't understand how it still has that big draw outside of being able to move Pokemon into Pokemon Home and then eventually into your game. Supposedly, it's easier to shiny hunt with this. Um, I don't play it enough to really notice. But um, a big Eevee event is going on right now. Um, somebody messed up somewhere, so something's easier than others. There's an Eevee community day on the uh, 16th, which is Monday. Um, and there's some glitches, I guess. What are these? Uh, perhaps it's not how Niantic intended for you to evolve Eevee, but it's it seems a glitch has removed the 10-kilometer walking requirement to evolve into Espeon and Umbreon in Pokemon Go. The glitch isn't here to stay, and Niantic has already said it'll be fixing. However, they're um, fixing things to how they were before, after EV Community Day on August 16th. So this not planned, but they're going to fix it after the 16th. While this one may be understandable, Pokemon Go's developer keeps drawing ire from the community for a series of other pandemic-related changes that were made to the game. So, I guess people aren't happy with them. They did some changes. I don't even know what all those changes were. I guess we could look it up, right? Is that how we do things now? I guess. Um, I know they did, like, you can do, like, remote raids and stuff like that, so you didn't have to leave your house. But, um, and they made things spawn a little bit better. So, yeah, who knows? I'm not a big fan of Pokemon Go, yet I still log in, do my daily stuff, grab a Pokemon, get some XP, whatever it is. I'm not hardcore into it. But, but, here's the big news. Um, not even big news, but a bigger type of news. Uh, Pokemon brings triple trouble, as this is entitled. This is from thegamer.com. Uh, Pokemon Company and Nintendo are quite busy with three new titles on the horizon. There's a lot to show. So we're getting a new Pokemon presentation next week on August 18th at 6 a.m. Um, PDT. I don't know what time that is, but I'm assuming it's going to be in the middle of the night. Whatever, catch it on YouTube. We're going to definitely talk about it once it happens. But, um, yeah, it's an announcement of an announcement. So another classic, please be excited situation, but you should see new information on Pokemon Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, and Legends Arceus. Legends Arceus, I'm still super excited for. So that's not, that didn't change. It's not going to change. I'm always going to be excited for those. Um, I like, I like Pokemon coming to the Switch. I seriously, all of the games, they can bring them all. If I can play red on there, blue, all of them. I'm here for these remakes, even even in the format they're doing them, they're giving them the like Legend of Zelda or Link's Awakening um, like frame to it, whatever it is. But um, yeah, I'm still excited for it. I'm still going to play it. I'm sure there's nothing horrible that's going to change in them, but it's still going to be cool to see. So I'm exci excited for that. Um, let's see. Fortnite won't meet Family Guy. Apparently Epic didn't get Fort or didn't get Family Guy, so Peter Griffin and Chicken are not gonna be 
Uh, there's rumors, apparently, they're not going to be coming to Fortnite. Um, I don't play Fortnite. Honestly, I fucking hate the game. So, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> so, if you if you like Fortnite, I'm I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. If you hear the barking in the background, that is my dog. My dog is literally above my studio, kind of. I need to start um, maybe patting the ceiling out. Who knows? But um, where are we going to next? What should we talk about? What should we talk about? Oh, uh, if you've been if you follow crypto XRP's fucking blowing out of the water this weekend for some reason, it went from like eighty cents to a buck twenty now. I'm not a financial advisor. I don't know shit about shit, but uh, I'm making some money on it. So <laughs> I thought I would share a little. <laughs> if you're not in now, um, if it keeps going up and you get in now, you're going to take some losses if it dips again. But, you know, just like anything else, you got to you gotta take your chances sometimes, right? I mean, look what fucking happened to Bitcoin. Um, now, this is probably the thing that kind of piqued my interest the most. They said Master Chief isn't on Switch, but he could be. Now, when Microsoft was starting to push the bought Bethesda, we said that they were going to move into a more software-related thing, and Game Pass is doing phenomenal for them. So um, I can only assume that they're going to start pushing Game Pass to other devices. Well, here's what was said in an interview with game radar games radar phil spencer commented on a rumor of xbox game pass and it's not on there for now at least game pass has made its way into plenty of devices but nintendo's machine just isn't on the list there is no there are no plans to bring it to any closed platforms but he still sounds optimistic about where the service is growing, and even if there are no plans right now, Spencer added that Microsoft is totally open to the discussion in reference to other devices. I have to say, that would be huge for Nintendo, especially with the new Stream, um, I think Stream Deck, is that what it's called? Not Stream Deck. Uh, what's it called? I can't think of the Steam. The Steam system that's coming out, I Steam will probably get the games pass, which would be cool as hell because you're already playing Steam like Steam games on it. But to have a Nintendo Switch and with Microsoft and Nintendo's like kind of partnership that they're working through right now with stuff that like you know Steve in Super Smash Brothers and Cuphead coming over, I think this would be an awesome move. The problem is is the Switch in its current state, current state. I'm not talking about the one that's coming in October. In its current state, I don't think can handle that type of gameplay um, with streaming the games. And I only say that because I know a lot of people play it on Wi-Fi, and it's probably a Wi-Fi issue. But I don't think it will be a problem after October, and I think that's what Nintendo might be waiting for. But if they're open for discussions, I would love to see... Uh, Microsoft even just reach out to Nintendo and them come to some sort of agreement. That would be fucking phenomenal, in my opinion. So, who knows? We'll see what happens with that. Um, we'll keep everybody updated. I had something else I wanted to talk about. I don't even know what else I was going to talk about. I fucked up. I fucked up. Oh, Games Workshop. 
Let's talk about them for a second. So as everybody knows, in a cut, well, not everybody, in a couple weeks, uh, Games Workshop is launching their um, like streaming service. Not streaming service, but like it's like a Disney Plus, but for Warhammer content. So they're going to be doing battle reports. Um, they're going to be doing, um, what's it called? Fucking, oh, I can't think of it. Uh, animated series. So they, they've got already animators on, uh, which drew a whole ton of ire recently, which I'll get into in a little bit too. Um, they're going to be pushing out content. And if you buy into the service and buy the yearly, you get offered one of two miniatures that you get to choose from. So you get an exclusive miniature for signing up for the service. It's not that expensive for the year. You're looking at like 60 bucks for the year, the year, which is about on par what I pay for Disney Plus right now. So it's not bad. Plus, it's you get all of the Warhammer content like right at your fingertips, basically. They're going to push it through an app, I'm assuming. Um, that's where they're going, at least. But it'd be cool to see official painting tutorials, official battle reports, how to plays, everything that you would possibly need. I'm assuming they're going to go into lore videos, too. Who knows? Um, but yeah, they're launching that service, and they caught a bunch of shit because... They changed their intellectual property stuff. And the intellectual property stuff basically says you can't uh, use our content for monetary reasons. At least that's the way I'm taking it. And then, so if you monetize it and it's not fan art or if you say it's official, uh, basically they're going to tell you, they're going to send you cease and desist letters. They're, it's just as bad as Nintendo. And they've done this in the past. They even tried to sue i think it was amazon not amazon they tried saying that the term space marine was copywritten by them which is not the case because space marine has been in science fiction since like the 60s and <clears throat> they kind of shot themselves in the foot with that but that's why they rename stuff like um adeptus astartes and um adeptus Rortas. they kind of changed the name of all of their um stuff to kind of fit in with so they can basically claim the IP, basically, <clears throat> which is fine. No issues there. But the crybaby is calling for a fucking boycott. Make no fucking sense. So they're saying, basically, well, they're, they're shitting on all these content creators. And now this guy and this guy. Is, okay, there's a famous um, YouTuber. I can't even fucking tell you the name because I've never watched it. But everybody fucking loves this guy. It's basically like a... Um, Team four star thing with Dragon Ball Z, but for the Warhammer community. So he uses Warhammer. He makes joke parody videos and he got freaked out by it and basically said, I have to shut down my channel. And everybody's like, oh, my God, they went after him. That's not what happened. GW never sent him a cease and desist. GW never went after them. He did it to himself preemptively in case it did happen, which in all honesty is probably not the way to do it. So, um, what should have happened is he should have just kept making videos, making videos, making videos, making videos, and then if GW sent him the cease and desist, then he should have stopped. But what GW has been doing before they started the service and change thing is they were offering jobs to animators. So they gave people the opportunity to come under GW, get a paycheck, and continue making the stuff they love. Obviously, they'd be making... I would assume less money depending on how big they were on YouTube. Who knows? 
but is more consistent than YouTube, you'd have to assume, correct? I mean, I could be wrong. Who knows? But um, what I think is going to happen, or what, which could happen, is if he was continuing making those parody videos, GW could have offered him possibly a job making those videos with them instead of him doing it on his own. Basically, GW wants to make sure they're the only one making money off of their IP. I see nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly fine. And everyone's like, oh, but they've been getting all this free advertisement and blah, blah, blah. They're pushing into other media. If you listen to our Sci-Fi For Me um, podcast, a four-hour one, um, maybe it could have been longer than that. We did mention how these IPs are going into other media. Like the goal of some of these is to move into um, like a live action like Hollywood. You want to get into Hollywood because that's where you'll make money on the IP. Well, GW has already been pushing into video games. This last year, they pushed into comic books with the Marnius Calgar comic book. Um, I think they should still be producing it. I have, have to go check the store. I think I'm up to five. Uh, they might have put it out six. I don't follow it closely enough to f- know how many are out there, but I, there's at least five right now. Um, so they're pushing into these other medias. They're also pushing into that streaming service now. So they're not only producing miniatures anymore. They're producing content. And this is a huge shift for the company, in my opinion. So obviously they want to have as much control, so they're the only ones making the money off of this. Like I said, I see no problem with it. It's their IP. If you don't like it, go make your own IP and handle it however you want to handle it. But I guarantee you're not making money on your IP and somebody else is making money on it, you'll be doing the exact same fucking thing. That's all I'm saying. So, um, GW caught a lot of crap for that. They've also had problems with scalpers lately. So they've been trying to combat the scalpers since the Indominus release. What happened was, is they'll put out, or even Curse City caught some of the scalpers. So what happened was, is they put out a box set. And people botted it out, bought a bunch of them, and then tried to resell them for more than what you'd buy them for retail. Well, with the Indominus box being the first 9th edition box set that came with the 9th edition rule book, what they did after it was sold out was offer it the next week as a... Um, was it um, print-on-demand type service? So they would um, you purchase the box like a pre-order, and they would print it, and it would take a while. I ended up doing that, and it took me three weeks to get a box, which I didn't have a problem with. Some people took up to two months. Uh, they they say they say 180 days. Usually, that's like their breaking point on those. But um, Turned out that like all these local shops, like your mom and pop game stores, still have them in stock. It's not a discontinued item as much as they made it seem like. The only one that is discontinued is Cursed City. So Cursed City ran into the issue, and they did not do print-on-demand for this one. So people were buying it and then trying to scalp it. The problem they were having with that also, though, is that these stores, um, actual shops, were getting stock, were saying they didn't get stock, and then trying to sell it at the scalper prices. This happened, we talked about it once on the podcast already when that happened. So what they've been doing for pre-releases now is they've uh, enacted a queue system on the website. So you go to the website and it sticks you in a line, uh, in a queue, and then you have to wait. This is the same way that you have to buy PS5 straight from Sony, by the way. 
So you can still get a PS5 straight from Sony. You just have to wait a really fucking long time in line to get one, um, which is the reason I haven't gone out and bought one. So you have to they put you in a queue. These aren't like hour long either. Like I'm talking about I waited 28 minutes on this last one. Normally, it doesn't like it doesn't really affect much. Um, and some of the, a lot of the product they've been putting out lately is going to be continued stock for them. So you'll always have an opportunity to get it. You just won't have it as quick as everybody else without the pre-order. So this last week, they did a pre-order for Kill Team. And Kill Team's a super fun, super quick skirmish game. Um, it, they've updated the rules. This is going to be the second edition now. And it looks like they're going back to the uh, roots of the game, where you can buy a box of troops and that's all you need. Which is great, because they started with the old game, they started pushing into elites, into characters, and honestly, it didn't seem as fun as when it was just troops. But I'm optimistic with this one. So this new box set has plastic Death Corps of Krieg, which have not been printed uh, I don't think ever. You, usually those came from Forge World, which is their high-end resin line. So, um, yeah, so this is the first time you're getting those, so people are obviously freaking out about that. And then you have new Orc uh, Commando models for the Orc Army, and those haven't been reprinted for years. So now you have two new sets of models, one that's never been printed in the plastic before, and new commando models for orcs. On top of terrain, on top of the new rule book, on top of a metal range finder or metal measuring tool to play the game so you don't need to use a measuring tape. You can just you know turn this tool and play the game like that. And um, yeah, it's a $200 box set. So a couple days before the um, pre-order for this, they said they were giving their pre-order promise. Everybody who ordered one got is getting one. And I was thinking, wow, that's phenomenal. That is exactly how you stop scalpers. You can buy six boxes. You're stuck with those six boxes, and everybody behind you is still getting one. So now that you've eliminated the scalper issue. Kind of. So the day before... That was two days before that they announced the promise. The day before Thursday, they said that they have a ton of stock, and once that stock is sold out, it will put you into a print-on-demand. Everything will look normal, but it will tell you if you've gotten an original pre-order copy or if you're waiting the 180-day print-on-demand time. It could take up to 180 days. I'm going to guess it's not going to. I'm going to guess they're going to put out, you know, push out as much product as possible, but you are going to have to wait for it. That's the kicker. Um, there are other options. You can also buy the rule book and the point book um, separate from this box set. You don't get the two armies. You don't get the terrain, but at least you have the rules to play. And if you already have Warhammer 40K models, you can 100% play this game with just the rule book. You don't need the fancy new models. I want the fancy new models because that's what I do. <laughs> so I'm getting I'm getting the box set and I waited about 30 minutes uh, in the queue. 
Um, I came in just after 12 o'clock was when the pre-orders opened, so I was a little bit late. I, I got a original copy, so I'm only waiting two weeks for the copy now, as opposed to 180 days, which is fine because I'm not going to get a chance to really um, put the stuff together, go out and play, or even look through the book, put together a list, and go out and play at least for a while because I'm still trying to figure out my own fucking personal schedule. If if you ever in your life on this podcast hear me say I want to be a stay-at-home parent, please, please come find me and ruin my life because <laughs> I swear to God I can't do this. Uh, between like driving my oldest to football practices to picking up my son, my youngest son to uh, going to buy supplies, groceries, taking care of the dog now, going to do my own therapy. This fucking sucks, man. I Like, it fucking sucks. The world was better when I worked 12 hours a day, came home, uh, ate some dinner, hung out with the family, and then went to sleep. <laughs> Such an easier life. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So with this new Kill Team kit... Um, I know some people had issues. I only actually only, I only know one person that had an issue, and uh, it was a, a mutual friend of mine on TikTok. He said that it kicked him off the server. Then he tried to get back in. Then he had trouble logging in, and he couldn't recover his um, his thing in time because after you after the queue system, you had ten minutes to place your order and check out. If you didn't meet that ten minutes, it kicked you back into the line, which is awesome. <laughs> ten minutes is more than fucking enough time to put the shit in your cart pay for it and leave <laughs> so um he had issues with it and then he eventually got in and he did get one of the 180 day ones so but at least he's still getting a copy so like i said this is for for the amount of shit that gw is getting right now with boycotts and stuff i'm actually shocked that this went to a print to, a print to order thing because everyone's like oh we need to boycott them we need we need to we need to shit on them because they're they're taking away our ip no, that is not what's fucking happening. And uh, how many, like, if you listen to me, if you listen to this podcast, you listen to me when I was doing shit solo before, I would, I had three episodes. I might still have those three episodes somewhere in some fucking file somewhere, hidden somewhere. Um, I'll, maybe I'll put one out one time. But what happened, like, it's, I've been playing since third edition of the game. This is like, I got into it in 90. 697 I want to say and I started with Mordheim and then I moved into third edition uh, Necrons weren't even a thing back then and from there to where I am now there's to ninth edition it's like every time there's a price price increase every time there's been a new edition every time there's been a weird FAQ like you find everybody has a small problem with something they're calling for a fucking boycott of this company it makes no fucking sense to me because you're still spending your money there. You are. I, there's not a single person that was like, I'm boycotting them and hasn't come back. I boycott them in fourth edition. I, I, me personally, I like fourth, fifth edition. No, no, fifth edition. I missed sixth and seventh edition and came back in eighth edition. I came back. <laughs> like, it's <laughs> what people understand is that a lot of the issues that they were boycotting them for happened to have been financial issues. So anytime it like it had to deal with money, but this one is more of like a, I want to say a social type issue, I guess, 
it's not like it's like oh you're you're taking away our freedom to to make our own content. No, they're taking away the freedom for you to make money off of their content. <laughs> like <laughs> so, this one is a little bit different, but this one is <laughs> the people calling for boycotts. I'm honestly laughing at them. I'm just I'm just seriously laughing at them. Um, and it's funny because there are TikTokers that are like, no, this is bad, but then they go out and buy new models. <laughs> it's like, are you boycotting? Are you calling for the boycott? Or are you not? It's like the, the whole pick struggle bullshit that we talked about. Oh, fuck. Yeah, this is an ongoing thing with GW. Like, they'll, they get called boycotts all the time. All the time. And um, it never sticks. They're another company that will do perfectly fine if, like, half the fan base just stops showing up. <laughs> so, I don't know. They're crushing it right now. Like... Since the pandemic, they said that their sales have like doubled, even tripled in some areas. So I can't, I can't see a boycott fucking working. I just can't. It's it, it, it's a hobby people enjoy, and now they're getting mass like appeal. Like there's no way, no way that a boycott would work unless they did seriously something heinous like, um, it's a blizzard, just like Blizzard. So, yeah, so that's what uh, that's the other thing I had to talk about. Um, I did get the latest um, codex that came out. They had a pre-order two weeks ago um, for the new Thousand Suns and the Grey Knights codex. Thousand Suns are cool. They're one of the chaos armies that I haven't um, really... I haven't really gotten into them. This is my first time getting into them, but I do know a little bit about their lore um, because I do play the other chaos gods. So there's that. Um, if you don't know anything about 40 K there's four chaos gods. You have um, corn, Slanesh, Nurgle and Zanich. Zanich is the uh, thousand sons. Nurgle is the death guard. Um, Slanesh is the Emperor's children uh, with the noise marines. And the uh, corn is your, like, bloodthirsty, like, blood for the blood god, skull for the skull throne type, type deal. So each of them have their own, like, way of playing. Corn um, doesn't believe in magic and will murder everything. Uh, Slanesh is, I think... Um, What's the best way to think seven deadly sins to like the extreme? Like it's all about um, pain, gluttony, like hedonism. Like that is the Slanesh God. And um, which is kind of creepy. Um, then you've got Nurgle and Nurgle is literally the God of like decay. He's like the cycle of life basically is how they, they describe him. But he's definitely the God of decay. Um, he spreads his disease and recreates them into their own little demons like poxwalkers they're zombies basically so he infects you with a disease and then you become a servant of his and he's got a really cool his characters have a really cool backstory the death guard have a really good backstory one of my favorite armies one of the armies that i actually have almost completely painted right now outside of like four nah, three units outside of three units so yeah it's um I love Death Guard, but um, I have Death Guard painted. I have 
uh, the Black Legion, which is like a general chaos. Like they kind of follow all of them. And then Thousand Suns. Now I'm going to start. And Thousand Suns have a very like Egyptian theme to them. They're kind of cool. So the way it works with them is that they have a Primarch Magnus and the Emperor of Mankind hated, hated psychic abilities, hated spells, hated all magic, hated all of that. And one of his sons, Magnus, was attuned to that style of stuff. Well, he kept not listening to his father and kept doing his own thing and eventually fell to the chaos god of Zanich. There's more to this story. I'm just like briefly telling you about this. There's a lot more to the Horus heresy and that stuff that I, I could just give you the whole rundown, but this is just the basics. <laughs> Let me just get to this. So, um, he chose the gods in each over his, uh, father who had sent the, um, the space wolves, uh, his brother Fenris to basically go kill him. It was the burning of Prospero. Prospero was Magnus's like home world. Well, he used his, um, he, created a pact with Zanich. Zanich saved him and his followers, the Thousand Sons, and they become something super strange. So they're basically a army that is run by sorcerers, and all of their battle suits or all of their armor, like all the space marine armor, is just filled with dust. So it's super strange and super cool, and you can never really kill Magnus. Um, and it explains a lot of the lore in the book. Um, I've briefly read through some of it, but the basics is um, they're basically all psychers. Like the whole army has the a psychic. They love psychic ability. And Zanich is called the Lord of Change. Well, OK, see, he has a thing called the Lord of Change, but he's known for um, like changing things. And the warp and twisting stuff and loves magical and loves knowledge and all this. And this army is based like you can, in my opinion, this is my own opinion. You can definitely tie it to like an Egyptian aesthetic where they learned about knowledge and they had, they were very like um, academically like driven. And yeah, I, that's, that's all I really got to say about them. I love them. Well, not as much as my Death Guard, but I am getting into them. So if you guys want to hear more about the lore from that, I will get more into the lore of it. But um, yeah, it's very cool. I'll post a picture. I've painted uh, one, like a couple of the models, one of the models, really. Um, I'll post it onto the Facebook page <clears throat> so you guys can take a look at what I've been working on, I guess. Um I like like I said, the last time the last time I painted this was like maybe three weeks ago that I painted this. Like I still have a commission I'm working on um, that's nowhere near as big as the last one, and I'm not even halfway through that one yet. So I've completely lost, um, completely completely lost motivation, and it sucks. So obviously, as you can tell, we didn't put out content, and um, yeah. So, yeah, this is uh, that's all I really got to say. This is a 
get I just wanted to get some content out to you guys. This is a nice uh, 30, what, we're at 37 minutes, 36 minutes. So, uh, yeah, if you want something, want us to talk about something else, want us to cover something else, let us know. Um, you can catch us on Twitter, Facebook, and obviously Podbean, Spotify. You know, you're listening to this, so obviously you found us there. But, yeah, check us out on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, uh, Angry Wargamer Podcast. And I am your tired, um, unmotivated, and I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> I This is what I got for you. This is all I got. <laughs> um, I haven't been really playing any video games either. I played Pokemon Unite. But yeah, I am your humbled host, Jason the Angry Wargamer. Thank you all for continuing to listen to us and following us and spreading the word. And remember, stay sexy and go fuck yourselves. <laughs>